Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It ain't the left side or the right side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side, where Paul and I are going to take a look at the Miami Dolphins offense heading into this offseason and into free agency, and we're going to continue those conversations along the way. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on iTunes, and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Paul, uh, we'll start at the top here on on offense. See, unlike other shows, we're we're not going to sit around and talk about what we had for lunch for 20 minutes and take up time and bleed out the clock. We're getting right into the positions and right into the content. Quarterback, we'll start out with Paul. Quarterback and running back should not take too long to discuss, I would imagine. Uh, We've got Ryan Tannehill at the top coming back from the injury late in the season against the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be the starter. Matt Moore, I would imagine, would be the backup on this team. Came in in spot duty, had some good, had some bad, but ultimately got the Dolphins into the playoffs, too. And then you've got Brandon Dowdy as the third-string quarterback. Paul, is there anybody out there in free agency or, or that you're eyeing in the draft that maybe the Dolphins should bring along as the backup or the third-string? Um, as far as free agency goes, uh, I'm not out there buying right now. There's there's too many teams that need a starting quarterback at this point, you know, as evidenced by the fact that the Redskins were so stuck with the idea of Kirk Cousins that they're paying him twenty four million under the franchise tag. And while I do think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, holy cow! But I also would love to see Brandon Dowdy take the next step to potentially replace Matt Moore, which I sound like a broken record every off season, and he just gets older every year. So one of these years. It, Damn it, it's going to be right. But I don't dislike Matt Moore, but I don't think he's fully the answer to be Ryan Tannehill's backup. I, I love Ryan Tannehill. I think he's got room for improvement still. I think we'll continue to see that. I, I'm very hopeful to see what he can do in year two under Adam Gase and what Gase can do with Tannehill in year two. So for me, Tannehill's the unquestionable starter. He he is the future of this franchise, whether some people love it or not. And I just think they need to up the quality of the backups behind him, whether that's Dowdy getting better or them finding somebody in the draft that can maybe unseat Matt Moore if Dowdy can't. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't see the Dolphins looking the free agent route to upgrade the backup position, even if they could. I mean, if if you go after somebody in free agency at, at quarterback and you cut Matt Moore, you're going to have to spend money to cut Matt Moore and then sign a player like, you know, Ryan Nassib or somebody like that. And you may not even be getting a better player. So, yeah, I, I'm also the belief, too, that a quarterback in the fifth, sixth, seventh round every year, you got to keep taking your hacks at that position. Uh, so with one of the with one of their fifth round picks and they have three of them, sometimes it's hard to see where these quarterbacks are going to go. It's a quarterback that falls to the third round easily can fall to the fifth. We saw that last year with guys like Kevin Hogan from Stanford. So a, a developmental player in the fifth round could make a lot of sense uh, if there's a player that the Dolphins like. But other than that, yeah, quarterback, I, I would imagine we're kind of going into the season with the players that we have. Same thing with running back. I mean, Jay Ajayi, Kenyon Drake. Uh, Damian Williams as a restricted free agent should be back too. I mean, to me, this isn't, it's, it's funny from a year ago, Paul, you know, we're, we were, this was a position after losing Lamar Miller that was looked like it was on life support. Now we head into the 2017 season thinking the running back spot might be an A. I think it is. I mean, you can't look at what Jay Ajayi did last year and, and sneeze at it one bit. I think we'll see a little bit more Kenyon Drake peppered in and, and Damian Williams probably had the best season of his career. And while he's not an every-down running back, is a guy that you sprinkle a few wrinkles in throughout the game, he can occasionally help you on kickoff returns and really look like a rejuvenated, re-energized player last season that, that has a role on this team. So do I see Miami maybe adding some, some camp bodies and things like that that, hey, if, if they throw a couple of them at the wall and one sticks, great, sure. But as far as far as far as what we've got going into the season, there's not a need to really be pursuing much of anything, provided Miami resigns Damian Williams. I agree. Uh, moving on to the receiver position, obviously Kenny Stills is the big subject of conversation along among wide receivers. So obviously the Dolphins will have Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker as as their top two guys. Kenny Stills will put a pin in for a second, and then you've got a couple of youngsters in Leonte Carew and Jakeem Grant. But then again, they only. Carew and Grant only combined for three catches last year. That That's the big thing to remember. But they were rookies. So how much improvement can they make is the question. Paul, it's pretty cut and dry here. So the, the receiver spot, Kenny Stills, it's an ongoing conversation. We threw out the number eight or nine million last week. I, I tend to think it's going to be a little bit more now. And I, I think I'm reaching my tap out point with Kenny Stills. And I do think there's going to be a team out there with a lot of money, like the Eagles, like the 49ers. We're going to get crazy with it and pay him $12 million a year. And at that point, I really tap out. Um, where are you with Kenny Stills? And what are some uh, replacement ideas that you have in mind, if any, should Kenny Stills leave? I mean, I, I'm going to stick to the numbers I threw out last week, which Kenny Stills is in the 10 to $11.5 million a year range, which seemed crazy at first. But really, when you, when you look at some of the contracts around the league, he, he really is. As crazy as this sounds, the Antonio Brown signing, uh, he's, I think, in the neighborhood of $17 million a year, which a lot of people look at and go, oh, no, he, he set the, the benchmark and the record for, for contracts for a wide receiver. Okay, but he also set the limit. Is there a huge gap between Kenny Stills and Antonio Brown? Yes, there is. So maybe that could actually potentially drive the Kenny Stills price down slightly, back down to around 10 or $11 million a year which I would pay for Kenny. There, there are creative ways that Donna Ponte's crew in there would be able to help out with uh, in terms of 
how you set up the contracts between him and Jarvis Landry so they're not murdering each other, and maybe Kenny is digestible to unload when Devontae Parker is truly ready to go. I, I, I still don't feel like Devontae Parker has hit that point where he's truly ready to be that every down wide receiver. If you don't re-sign Kenny Stills, though, there's guys like Marcus Wheaton out there. There's guys like Kenny Britt out there and a handful of others that may be able to partially fill that role. But then you also look at Julius Thomas that Miami's acquiring on, on, at the start of free agency and the start of the league year who can come in, and he's not a blocking tight end. He's going to take some of those receiving snaps away. So you're probably going to still be re-signing a guy like Deion Sims to come in and be that blocking tight end who's not going to eat the receiver snaps like Julius Thomas is going to eat some. So there's a lot of balls in the air with this in terms of how Miami can play it out. And, and it could be interesting to see. Here's what I would do when it comes to Kenny Stills is assuming that number's over 10 million, I would let him go at that point. And uh, yeah, like, like you alluded to, and I, I had said this a few months ago and Armando Salguero wrote an article about this too, is you don't necessarily have to replace Kenny Stills as an every down player, but you do have to, repl- the Dolphins do have to replace that speed element. And two players I'm looking at in free agency are Marquise Goodwin from the Bills who run it, ran a 4-2-7 coming out of college. He burned the Dolphins last year for a huge touchdown. Uh, is just that guy that if you forget about it, could be a quick six. As well as Andre Roberts from the Lions. I, I think he's been a very underutilized player throughout his career. And, man, can this guy run too. So you may be able to get Goodwin or Roberts for 2 or $3 million a year. And, and now you're being wise with your money, but you're still keeping – a lot of that deep speed too, even though if it's not, even though it may not be quite as good as Kenny Stills. Yeah, and, and another thing to factor in here as well is if Kenny Stills is a back, I know one of the needs I pointed at was Miami's going to need a wide receiver this offseason, uh, whether that be Kenny Stills or, or another player. And I, I think I got completely publicly flogged on Twitter for this uh, several months ago, but it, it's not looking as crazy now that Kenny Stills may actually be leaving. But one of the things that, like you just alluded to, in terms of you may not need to replace Kenny Stills per se as that every down player. If Jakeem Grant can show any semblance of hands this this off season, he may be that speedster that you can send on those couple of fly routes a game and, and, and loft the ball up to him. Do I have the same confidence in him catching those as I do Kenny Stills at this point? No. But if he's able to make that next step that could be his role with this team on offense. That could be something that takes the top off defenses, even with Kenny Stills potentially departing. So they may already have that speed option on the roster, and they may be able to look at a big body receiver. They may be able to look at a number of different things. So you, know, you replace them with the best player you can at the, at the price that, that, that's right, and then you find the way to mix and match your pieces accordingly. That's the best way I to think that's. Yeah, I, I think that's perfectly said. I mean, I when I look at how the Dolphins win, they, they tend to win when they're protecting Ryan Tannehill well, when they're running the football, and they're winning the turnover battle. Then if, if the Dolphins have goals of extending Jarvis Landry, he's going to get, you can bet, about $12 million a year. That if Devontae Parker stays healthy, you can bet they want to keep him around too. And so from that point, I think it would be irresponsible for them to go out and try to sign a Terrence Williams or a Kenny Britt, that those set, those tier two types of receivers, 
for five or six million a year. It's it's not how the Dolphins win, and they would at that point be building through the wide receiver position, which I don't think is a smart move for them. Tight end uh, Julius Thomas uh, at at the tight end spot. We've talked about quite a bit on here. I. I I do have concerns about Julius Thomas's blocking. I wasn't all that crazy about this, them acquiring this or, or acquiring Julius Thomas for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's 29 years old. He's been injury prone throughout the last couple of years. He was out of shape in Jacksonville. He's not an inline blocker, which I think is very attractive with a Deion Sims type. But yeah, he did have 24 touchdowns over two years in Adam Gase. And the, the biggest thing with Adam Gay with uh, Julius Thomas and what's what is attractive to me is Adam Gase really wanted him and given his eye for talent over the last year that that does hold some weight but yeah Deion Sims will be the interesting one because I, I think it would be a good move if the Dolphins were to bring back Deion Sims and I would imagine it being about four maybe five million a year given the potential and given the salary cap increase to 175 million dollars yeah, I, I Deion Sims, this is a player I'm starting to think more and more, Paul, that the Dolphins need to have back. I, I do too. It's it's like you said, I mean, I, I would share your concerns over Julius Thomas's blocking, but there there's no blocking from him to show concerns about because he just doesn't do it at all. So um, you know, <laughs> thank God for that. But it it's I, I see Julius Thomas really effectively being utilized similar to the way Charles Clay should should have been utilized occasionally was at times etc which is that move piece h backish receiving threat tight end that creates mismatches if Gase is able to utilize Julius Thomas in that way I'm totally cool with him being here but you still need as you pointed out that tight end that can inline block and, and really help the running game as well as still be a threat in the receiving game if they're not able to go out and re-sign Deion Sims, if he's too expensive, or any number of reasons out there, two guys that I'm actually going to keep a close eye on this offseason come from the same team. Uh, I don't believe either of them are free agents at the moment, but one of them could shake loose. If you look at the Texans, the Texans are rumored to be pursuing a big-name tight end, and that means there's a very high likelihood that C.J. Fedorowicz, who we've talked about in the past, or Ryan Griffin, who we've talked about in the past, could shake loose from the Texans roster. And while they're not the big, sexy names, these are two guys that can block, can get out there and catch some passes, and really were such an underrated, huge part of any success that the Texans were able to have this past season and could be insanely cheap if, if either of them do shake free. So those are two names to keep an eye on if Miami doesn't re-sign Sims and if the Texans truly are in that market for a big-name tight end receiving threat. Fedorowicz would be interesting, uh, and, and maybe there could be a draft day trade where the Dolphins move down in the draft and the Texans move up for something like that. But, yeah, there, there are a lot of different options out there. I, I really do want Deion Sims back. I mean, you're. T- okay. I, I feel like toward the end of the year in the second half of the season, we started to see Deion Sims, what he could have been if not for the rawness coming out of Michigan State, if not for the concussion problem after the first game of the 2015 season. And, yeah, I, I think he is a very good inline blocker. Uh, Dominique Jones and, and is a free agent. He, he's a player I, I've always thought was a little bit underrated. Also, Thomas Duarte, drafted at the end of the draft um, for the Dolphins, is going to figure into the mix, too. And and I'll tell you what, a tight end, I believe that this this group is similar to 2010, where 
you could have 10 or 12 tight ends drafted in the first four or five rounds of this draft. So there is the rookie route too. Yeah, they, so there, there are a lot of different ways they can go. But if, if you can get Deion Sims back there for $4 million a year, I think you do it. Uh, offensive line, Paul, moving on there. You know, even though the Dolphins, Brandon Albert's on his way out of town to Jacksonville, the Dolphins should be fine at tackle with Tunzel moving to left tackle, Juwan James a right tackle. Sam Baker should be the backup at both spots. Really, the guard position, the gaping hole, not, not only on the offensive line, but the offense in general right now. And there are a lot of free agents out there. Do you think the Dolphins are gearing up to take a swing at one of these uh, big-time offensive guards? I completely do. Um, I, I think you and I both have a little love fest right now with Zeitler because I, I do think he could be a guy that steps in and really completely fills a hole for, for years and really helps Miami be set outside of the one-guard spot, which, let's face it, Craig Urbic might be able to fill effectively. He showed some a, a lot of promise last year, and he's not expensive. Uh, they could potentially go after two of the guards that are out there in the market. There are a lot of guys that, that could be effective. I know we've run through a lot of the names in past episodes, so I won't sit here and, and, and beat that horse to death. But, yeah, I don't want to see Miami have to go the draft this route, which you know me. You know I've, I've, I've thrown offensive linemen out on the fire regardless of, of you know what, what the popular picks were out there. But for me, I, I just think, yeah, should they grab a little bit of depth in the draft? Of course. I think this draft needs to be primarily focused on the defensive side of the ball, especially when you look at what's going to be available in the market in terms of linebackers and and where Miami's needs are. So I'd like to see them grab at least one of these big-name guys. They've got the cap room to do it. And then maybe either sign a smaller-name guy or try to work with some of the depth they have and see what can shake out of that. So there could be some interesting moves, but it is nice that Miami's set at those two tackle spots and just needs to fill in between going into the season and set with young players that are still on, on, on good contracts that, that really help this team out. So, yeah. Right. If, if the Dolphins were set at guard and screwed at tackle, then I would have much bigger concerns at this point. Uh, guard. Yeah. There, there are a lot of big names out there. You've got, you got Kevin Zeitler, Larry Warford, TJ Lang, Ronald Leary, Chance Warmack. You've got five or six really good names out there at guard. Zeitler is the most, most interesting one to me because he he's one that check marks all the boxes. A player I wanted the Dolphins to look at if he had hit free agency several years ago was Marshall Yonda. And I said I would have paid a lot of money for this guy, even though he wasn't a quote playmaker. I mean, now you look at Marshall Yonda years later and he's still uh, a Pro Bowl performer for the Baltimore Ravens. And I think Kevin Zeitler is going to be that same way. If you sign him to say a six year, sixty million dollar contract, which is a lot of money for a guard. I'm very confident this guy is going to be a Pro Bowl-level performer throughout the duration of that contract. And if he can land a player like that, then at the other left guard spot, I, I think you can blend a few different things together. I mean, you can you can have Craig Urbic hold down that spot as an incumbent, and then you can go out and sign a lower-level type of guard and, and hope that they can come in and compete. You've also got, you've got a third-round pick. You've got three fifth-round picks. Maybe you can add somebody there, too. So a lot of different ways that you can go on that. Paul, taking a look at the rest of the offense, we've we've run through quite a bit here over the last 15 minutes or so. Heading into the free agency, is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Not really offhand. 
there's a lot of people shaking loose as free agents. I don't want to see Miami chase some of the big name ones. I know we've discussed that in the past, but I don't want to see him chase an Adrian Peterson. I don't want to see him chase a Jamal Charles. I don't want to see them chase some of these guys that are shaking loose now because they're shaking loose due to their issues. So we need to take that step back. We need to look at the pieces that fit, not necessarily the big sexy pieces that are out there. So I, I, I really want to see Miami be smart this offseason, keep making moves like they did last year, and really develop this team for the long term, not this quick pop fix that some people seem to want. Couldn't agree more. And if it's not on the right side and it is not on the left side, it is on the fence side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. side. It ain't the left, left side, side or the right, right side, side, and it must be the fence left. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again. We rep our team. You can't change, stop, or ruin it. All we need is to figure what to do to win. Fans Radio, live and direct. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.